Tonight on the Fanatic Forum, my junior Fanatic and I will unearth what's in the 50-cent box. That's right. We hit up a 50-cent sidewalk sale, and we're going to reveal what we got for you, plus new comics, and we'll talk a little bit of streaming shows. But first, this. Forum. I am your fanatic and host, George Bueller. Hope everybody's had a good week so far because we got a good show for you today. <laughs> All right. First off, of course, we're going to be talking about new comic books. My junior fanatic and I will be uh, discussing uh, uh, what we found at a 50 cent sidewalk sale over at the Great Escape in Louisville. So that's going to be fun. And, you know, a little bit of streaming talk and whatnot. So, uh, but first, of course, I want to remind everybody uh, that if you haven't already, Please like and share on Facebook, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell somebody you even don't like. Yeah, we want to join, have everybody join the party here. Uh, and of course, uh, if you want to listen to me, uh, if you have a podcast or whatever else, as opposed to just watching, you can do that now on Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, basically anywhere you find podcasts. Fanatic form is on there, and of course, all the other back of the cereal box. Uh, my other friends on here, so check them all out. I highly recommend all of our shows because hey, we're all great. So, <laughs> all right, now I want to bring on my junior fanatic, my brother from another mother, Mister Seth Moore. Come on down, sir. Woo! I'm back. It's time. Good. Yeah, I'm still getting used to this whole thing. <laughs> I tried to get I, lined I, up I and everything. But I'm here. Here. I'm like find myself like getting in the wrong start process. I think, oh wait, I'm in the wrong. Yeah, start. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you watch it on YouTube or whatever. People just make it seem so easy, and now suddenly I'm just all of a sudden paranoid about you know how much headspace do I have or you know whatever. But I mean, we're used to during our sh during the show like you know standing next to each other in person, you know. So like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like we, we used to do this like in a real studio, like you know, together, standing with marks and cues, and you know, the the cameraman would have to like step or guide me to not step out of frame or you know whatever. <laughs> but there, we're doing this gorilla style now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we can do it from home. <laughs> oh yeah, much more comfortable. I don't even have to wear pants. I, you know, I was gonna say the exact same thing, even though I am wearing shorts just for the benefit of our viewers here. Yeah, I, I am too, but you know. The, the yeah. option there. It's it's freeing just to know that you could if you wanted to. If it, if it if it helps, I'm not wearing any shoes. I'm, I'm right. barefoot. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday, ready for the weekend. Uh, other than the heat around here, you know, life is pretty good. But <sighs> dude, I know. I, I was like, I think I like lost ten pounds of sweat yesterday working in the comic shop. Uh, I mean, and there was air conditioning in there, but I was hauling books around, man. Yeah, but it just gets to a point when, you know, the humidity is so high that it doesn't do anything. But, yeah, air conditioning doesn't really help. But 
Anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I mean, but yeah, hey, but uh, you know, if you've been in this area, the, the Kentuckyana area, the Ohio Valley, you, I mean, y'all know. I mean, it's been like 100 degrees. Right. Know, so. Yeah. But, Summer has arrived, folks. Yeah. But yeah, really, I'm not complaining. I like the heat. So, you know, yeah, okay, sweating is, you know, uncomfortable. And, you know, I got to shower like three times a day. But you know what? All right. I can wear shorts and people don't stare at me strangely when I'm out in public wearing shorts because it's weather appropriate to do so. Exactly. And what was nice, though, even though it's hot now, you know when it wasn't as hot? Last Saturday, whenever we went to the sidewalk. So that was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. See, that was a great yeah. day to buy comics. So, but before we get to the sidewalk sale, I do have some new books actually this week to share with the audience and whatnot. Oh, first off, got to say hello to some of our comments we got on here. Uh, Mr. John Pica, hello, sir. The uh, host hello. of the Serial Box podcast and our fearless leader on the Serial uh, Box network there. So good to see you, sir. Oh, hang on, hang on. We got some wrestling oh. stuff to talk about real quick here. Oh, Sasha man, this show might have just, yeah, the show might have just changed topics completely now because we will, yeah, oh. Yeah, so I've been at work all day, so I knew about, I knew like yesterday that the rumors about Sasha Banks uh, being released, uh, not a big shock there. I'm surprised Naomi hasn't gotten released yet, but I have yeah, a feeling, she's been, I got a feeling she's being protected a little bit by her husband, who happens to be the relation to the world champion right now, so. Right. Got a feeling there's a little bit. Has there been any official, official word about Sasha? Because I'm reading a lot of scuttlebutt online, and but nothing really from WWE themselves. Well, I, I have not seen anything official from WWE, but from a lot of the other reputable sources, I have seen it. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm uh, but the Vince stepping down, that is new. So, did that just happen today? Okay, so from my understanding, it happened, Vince stepped down, it was either late yesterday or early today, but Vince stepped down, Stephanie is filling in his CEO role. Now, this is just for CEO, Vince is still going to be part of creative, and he's actually going to address things in character tonight on SmackDown at 8, which is boggling. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's going to be on SmackDown tonight, which I was like, okay. So. Yeah, it's... I mean, if from what and from what I understand, the 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 whole gist of it is that there was some hush money paid to some to a paralegal to cover up an affair and yeah, yeah. an alleged affair. And this was like a long time ago or something. Right. It, it, it wasn't even that. It was it was quite a while ago, apparently. Yeah, 2019. From what I was reading, somehow John Laurinaitis is involved in it, uh, or he's been named with it. Uh, then it's come out that Vince and Linda have been married legally, but not lived together for a decade or something like that. And it's there. Uh, there's a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing too is that yeah, this you know this this board investigation, this WWE board investigation that is you know basically they're investigating Vince right now because of this you know alleged hush money. But I think the reason why Lauren Nitus got named because there have been some other cases of other kind of payoffs that they're not the reason necessarily are not clear just yet yeah and so that's what lauren s was involved in as well too because i mean he's head of talent relations right now he's vince's number two so yeah, yeah so yeah but yeah there's it's, a there's a whole lot of shaking going on the old dub and dub right now yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out and i'm very curious to see how we'll see what vince is going to say tonight too but 
Yeah. And that's, yeah, the thing is, it will it actually, you know, I mean, because WB loves using reality and creative. I mean, you know, Jerry Lawler almost died on live television with a heart, you know, heart attack. And then when he came back, they used the heart attack for a creative story again. Right. Yeah. Really, that they, they basically pulled a Von Erich stunt on us after people stopped caring about the Von Erichs trying to get us to care again. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, at that point we're like, well, you know, a couple of the boys had already passed away, and so they tried to pull a, you know, a, you know, a Fritz having a heart attack thing to get your sympathy, and he didn't have a heart attack, and the fans right. knew that, and they turned. It's like, ooh, yeah, so, yeah, so this this is kind of very reminiscent of all that. So yeah, but it's, it definitely makes wrestling interesting. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, so um, I may start watching WWE again just to see what's going on. Yeah. So, oh, and just to break things up here, Marianne saying hello. Good to see you, Marianne. Oh, Marianne. And so, and friend of mine as well. So, all right. So, yeah, uh, I'm very interested to see how the whole Vince thing plays out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, of course, this, you know, whether or not this stuff is actually, you know, true and you know, all that kind of stuff, this could also just be like just this a big work to get Vince to retire because he can't retire and step down in a normal way. So maybe this is all like one last kayfabe. Man, that'd be a really extensive thing. Oh, there's even uh, I forgot about this. There's even some kind of insider trading allegations uh, that are somehow involved in this too. Yeah, because apparently uh, it was right before the news came out that like something like two two point one five million shares got sold or somehow and yeah, it's uh, there. There's all kinds of stuff. names got named in that, but I, I don't even know. I don't even want to go there because I don't even know all the details on that. But I just know that that has been talked about. But. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Man, exciting times right now. I mean, right. you know, over like in anything else that's not WWE, you know, we've got Forbidden Door coming up here. We've got, you know, the, you know, New Japan and AEW crossing over and whatnot. Oh, gosh. You know, that's going great dream matches coming up there. I mean, so things are going great over in the Indies. Yeah. You know, still waiting to see if MG, the whole MJF thing is for real or not, or if he's actually gone from the company, or if it's all just a very yeah. elaborate scheme. Yeah, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, one of his tweets today was, yeah, MJF was six controversies ago. That's old news. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. yeah. Like, if the MJF thing is actually a work, they kind of need to pull the trigger on that because it's getting buried by some other good right, stuff. Right. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's show off some new comics today here. So Yeah, yeah. let me see what you got. Because yeah, what you get is what I get. So. That was, a, that was a good distraction today. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. so uh, very heavy Marvel week for me. Uh, so got a, you know, I, had, I think I got like about a dozen books this week here. But uh, uh, the seven I definitely want to point out. Uh, first off, big number one here, new Captain America series, Sentinel of Liberty. Of course, Ooh. this is uh, the second of the Captain Americas because we've got uh, uh, the uh, Captain America uh, symbol of, truth or something like that basically sam wilson has his book and so steve's book has come out uh and apparently there is a secret about the shield that steve was not aware of there is some sort of plot going on and i don't know a very intricate kind hmm. of a little uh national treasure kind of thing going on here but 
yeah, some kind of secret shield going on, um, and a bit of a revival of a uh, classic World War II hero that we haven't seen in a long time. So if you're if you're up on your World War II uh, uh, superheroes. Hmm. This one will be very familiar when you see him, but yeah, it's it's a great callback. So the robot uh, human torch. Uh, no, it's it's not human torch uh, oh. because human because we've seen torch recently. He's been like an Iron Man and kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. not recently he's been an Iron Man, but no, actually he has been. Yeah, sorry, yeah, torch has been recently an Iron Man. So uh, oh. no, this is one we haven't seen probably since the war. Okay. So yeah, but he's if you're in World War II, yes, he's well known. I won't, just won't spoil it, but a great number one, very good start. Um, uh, and Bucky is involved in Steve's book, so he's he's in there. So, uh, but yeah, some good stuff there. Uh, new issue, Iron Man number twenty. Tony nice. popped the question to Miss Patsy Walker, Hellcat. Does she say yes? Does she say no? They've had a very interesting, turbulent relationship in 20 issues right now. So uh, Patsy's done a lot to kind of help Tony uh, with his recent lack of dependency on technology, uh, gaining the power cosmic, losing the power cosmic, and then having to go to rehab for a uh, morphine addiction because pretty much like every bone in his body was broken. So he's had had some rough times recently, uh, especially since he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of staying away from tech right now uh, after the whole events of the 2020 uh, uh, event that he had. So uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, good issue there. But uh, yeah, does does Hellcat say yes? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, next issue of Fantastic Four here, still going on in the Reckoning War. This mm-hmm. has just been a fantastic, no pun intended, uh, miniseries or, or event series. It's just, if you're old school Fantastic Four, you like your big cosmic events with, you know, everybody involved in it. And I do mean everybody. Uh, go no further. Uh, we're getting close to the end of it. This is issue 44. I think it wraps up in 45 next month. And I think Dan Slott's run on Fantastic Four ends uh, with this Reckoning War thing. He's be, he's been building this up since like the beginning of his run. So, okay. uh, but I, I've been kind of off and on on that one. But yeah, it's just been boatloads of old school fun. I've enjoyed everything Dan Slott's written just about that I've read. So I wouldn't surprise me that this is good too, and yeah. especially with the Fantastic Four. I think that I, I felt like they haven't really had like an iconic run in a while. But. Yeah, I didn't care much for his Iron Man run. I really wanted to like it. I mean, his Spider-Man run is iconic. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't as big a fan of his Iron Man run, but his Fantastic Four run has been very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole plot of this one is that basically the Reckoning are a alien race that basically uh, the Watchers, when they initially had no trouble with interfering with you know other civilizations, they essentially supplied a, uh, a primitive civilization with technology and they turn that into basically becoming like warlords and so they are like okay well they did the wrong thing and so we're never interfering ever again and so basically this group was the reason and so uh the reckoning have kind of regained some power and kind of regained some stature in the universe and are basically coming for the watchers and anything that stands in their way um so yeah it's been some big stuff there like they've hinted around that Reed may not survive this, that uh, Ben Grimm may not survive this. Uh, so, the, you know, this has been some big stuff going on. 
Uh, Johnny's power is kind of out of control at this point where he essentially has to wear a containment suit uh, because his flame is so hot and out of control that if he is without the suit, he kind of like burns like the sun. Yeah, so he, yeah, his, yeah. his powers got amplified uh, a bit in a, in a previous uh, event. So he's like, Sue's the only one right now who's not having any problems with her abilities or the threat of death or anything like that, at least immediately, you know. Right. Right. But yeah, so the, but the other three of the Fantastic Four are not having good days right now. <laughs> so. And that's a really good tie in because if you remember uh, in what was it, like the late 80s, early 90s, there was a wacky little run of three issues in the Fantastic Four. Uh, Walt Simonson did the art, uh, did the writing for it, and uh, Art Adams did the art for this one. And I'm talking about the new Fantastic Four. Yep. Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Grey Hulk, and Spider-Man. I do remember that run, yes. There is a new miniseries coming up bringing these guys back that starts next week. That is but awesome. Being the lovely gents they are, has released a Marvel Tales issue combining all three of those issues in that run for a mere $7.99. So in one volume, you get all three of those Fantastic Four issues, which, uh, let me tell you, are not cheap when you find them in the open market. Uh, so, I will need to get that issue, because that is amazing. So yeah, so if you're not familiar with this particular uh, uh, iterance of the Fantastic Four, uh, this can catch you up. And then uh, for uh, next week, get to uh, read the first i think it's a five-part series but yeah it's the old gangs back together again i don't know if they're heading back to monster isle for anything uh but yeah i can't wait that's awesome i love team up books where the team is just completely mismatched and <laughs> this is the perfect example of that i mean it's like wolverine and ghost rider have teamed up before hulk and spider-man have teamed up before hulk and wolverine have even teamed up before even wolverine and spider-man but they're like ghost rider just kind of like is the turd in the punch bowl you know? right yeah now is the the new series is coming up is it going to be like the because i believe that was the dan catch ghost rider in the in that series wasn't yes. it or, okay yeah so is it's it going to be I think this one might be the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider because right now Dan Ketch isn't even a writer, right? Okay, now. yeah. He's, he's still alive and still around in the Marvel Universe, but he's in a completely different persona. He's not even a Ghost Rider. So okay. the only the only writers you've got right now are Johnny, um, Robbie Reyes is still running around, and then, of course, you've got uh, Kushala, who's basically the spirit writer, uh, but she's a... Uh, 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 she Native American or... Anyway, she's another writer, but she's not from the States. So anyway, she's, you know, different country, different culture and everything like that. But she's a writer. She's frankly a little more, a lot more powerful than Johnny. She's kind of got much more of a grasp of her powers than any of the American ghostwriters ever had. So, so she's got, uh, she's got a series coming up. Is it the new Defender series coming up? She's coming up pretty soon here. Oh, no, no, no. That's not it. There's another... It's a it's a new Midnight Sun series. That's what it is. Okay. New Midnight Sun series, but now she's a part of that. So there you go. Because you can't do Midnight Suns without a writer being there somewhere. That is true. All right. Uh, one book I've got from DC this week, uh, but this is an awesome one. Second issue of Jurassic League. Nice. Uh, this has just been absolute fun. It's the Justice League reimagined as prehistoric dinosaurs. 
villains. Uh, so far, we cool. have met uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Reverse Flash, Bizarro, uh, Gigantor, um, Joker, and I think that's it. But yeah, so a few, we haven't met entirely all the Justice League just yet, but this issue finally unites the Trinity for the first time. So, but nice. yeah, it's. It is awesome. Uh, Philip uh, Philip Kennedy, or, uh, sorry, Daniel Warren Johnson uh, is the uh, creative on that one, and I just love his stuff. So, yeah, just fantastic. Very like very Kirby esque, but just a lot of fun. Right. And speaking of old Daniel, uh, a from Image first issue, and you would love this one here. Do a power bomb. <laughs> nice. So. Uh, the main character, basically, her mother was one of the greatest wrestlers in Japan. She was the world... See, the thing is, Daniel was not a wrestling fan. And then he kind of became one by accident. And how he became one is he stumbled upon New Japan. That is, That's his entry into wrestling, was New Japan for wrestling. And if you're a wrestling fan, know. you know what I'm talking about, going, okay. Yeah. So, this book is heavily influenced by Japanese wrestling. Uh, but it's interesting because basically the lead course, what the start where you start off the book is the, you know, the world, they basically, the, the woman who's the greatest world champion, the greatest world heavyweight champion. Like she fights the men kind oh. of that sort of world heavyweight champion. Okay. Uh, but anyway, then basically the book kind of jumps in ahead of time and you're now following the daughter and she's basically starting out and she could basically, you know, you know, a daughter trying to, you know, basically follow in the footsteps of the greatest wrestler of all time. So now, is it is it a, a wrestling comic in like where it treats kayfabe as real, or is it like a wrestling comic like that Ringside series from Image where it was like it, wrestling was just it tried to it wanted to be a wrestling comic, but it was a crime comic instead. Well, there is a bit of a kind of story that's going on in uh, basically, you know. In the actual, you know, you know, aside from the actual, you know, wrestling story, there is another story kind of going on in the book. But I think this actually is trying to be a wrestling book. Like there, you know, I haven't seen too much like behind the scenes of what's going on. But like there was like a couple locker room scenes and whatnot. So, you know, okay. so it is kind of going, you know, in in that sort of realm. That but there is basically, you know, an accident happens in the ring in the past and then we jump to the present day and kind of you know what happens beyond that yeah, so, yeah. yeah uh, that's what i love about wrestling comedy. like the that boom or the series from boom uh, a couple of years mm -hmm. ago with wwe where they just treated everything like it was real and like you'd have so you'd have like dean ambrose and sasha banks like riding through suplex city and for, like, trying to run away from brock Lesnar kind of stuff yeah yeah uh johnny's backing me up on do a powerbomb he's saying it's awesome so yeah, nice. uh, yeah. There's been some good ones. Uh, I, of course, I talked about Crimson Cage, the AWA uh, United put out. That was basically like '70s era territory kind of wrestling mixed in with elements of Macbeth. Okay. Uh, and that was a five issue series on that one. The trade should be out, I think, next week. Um, so highly, 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 highly recommend that one too. That was a really good one. We'll check uh, that, and that one out. Was totally like behind the scenes of wrestling, how the guys are putting it together. And also there's a story of kind of like the character I kind of equated him to, if you remember like Tommy Rich, where like this guy like 
should have been the world heavyweight champion, but just couldn't get out of the South. Yeah. We had success in the small pond, but couldn't get success in the big pond. Gotcha. So, uh, our buddy Formal Foundation saying hello. Good to see you. Hello. Good to have you. All right. Uh, and one last book, uh, the G.I. Joe Saturday Morning Adventures here. This is the last issue. That was a four-issue nice. series. It's just, that was a, just a boatload of fun. Uh, That's awesome. The plot is Cobra Commander finds Aladdin's lamp, rubs it, has the genie come out. He's Cobra Commander's got three wishes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and by the end of the book, the genie doesn't like Cobra Commander. And so he's like, you know what? Basically, he pulls a bit of a secret wars. He's like, uh, let's set G.I. Joe on this side of the board. Let's set Cobra on this side of the board. Here's all your weapons and fight. <laughs> that is amazing. That's I need you to take that yeah. three ends. Um, and then issue four is the resolution of all that stuff. But uh, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. And the other, the cool thing, too, is each uh, issue ends with a, you know, knowing is half the battle, you know, PSA. The best right. one, though. Issue three, Snake Eyes finally gets to do a knowing is half the battle PSA. And how do you ask, does a guy who's classically mute do a PSA? That was how, that was my next question. Yes. You're going to have to read the book. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Suffice to say, probably one of the funniest things in comics in a while. (laughs) It's because all of them are like, they're not quite the complete mocking, you know, like, you know, body massage, you know, if, you know, PSAs and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, or, you know, the, the, the weird mocking, you know, GI Joe ones that somebody did. It's, it's not completely making fun of it, but there's a little fun poking in all of these. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm done with that. Yeah, some weird stuff there, but yeah, I, it it it, it kind of like the first issue started off a little slow, but then issue two picked up, and then by issue three, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm all in. So it was like I said, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But at first, it was kind of like I had to kind of really get back into the Saturday morning realm, like okay, because I've been reading the Larry Hama GI Joe Real American Hero stuff right now. It's like that's all serious joke, right? Yeah, it's it's very grounded, you know, for, for what it is, and yeah. yeah. So it, I've been you know. So I've been out of the realm of the com- the, the the cartoon GI Joe, which okay, the comic book was not quite made for children. No, it was marketed to children, but it wasn't. It dealt with some adult issues in there, and then you know the cartoon. Like Cold Slither and you know the Viper, you know, weren't coming in in the car in the comic. They were in the cartoon. A but... reunion. I really did. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> They're just a band of vipers playing a tune. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Before we get into the 50 cent box uh, hunt here, uh, I do want to share a word from our sponsor here, Comic Books for Kids. So we'll be right back right after this. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. And we're back. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we did have an interesting question here from Formal Foundation. I, get, I took a little time to read this here. So we, we can address this topic here. It's completely off our topic here. But uh, they ask, uh, we get a return ticket for time travel to a single destination, single date time. Where do you go? What do you change in order to change the most about the modern world? Hmm. Well, actually, I wouldn't want to change anything about the modern world because that's against the laws of time travel. Uh, so I would not interfere. But having said that, um, probably first place I would want to go, um, I would say June, New York City, 1962. Why is that? Well, uh, June of 62 was when the first issue of Fantastic Four was released. So, you know, being around for the birth of Marvel Comics uh, and getting a hold of that at a local newsstand somewhere would be pretty awesome. For a dime? <laughs> yeah. 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 Bringing home a mint copy of Fantastic Four number one that I only paid a dime for. I will show it to my friends, but um, I would not sell it or anything like that. Uh, it would just be something I would like, hey, here it is. Yeah. And I'm not that big of a Fantastic Four fan, but just being around for the birth of Marvel, that's... Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty big deal. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, though, in order to change it, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I would change anything either because I'm kind of digging, you know, for the most part, you know, the world as it is now. It's you know, you can say like you know, you'd stop the Kennedy assassination, and who knows what would have happened. But mm -hmm. uh, I, man, that's a tough one, and that is like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that right now, just because it's too much of a think piece. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it, it is a good question though. Formal foundation, we'll give you that one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 not that you know, it, it, not that it's a bad question at all. It's just that I'm not smart enough to come up with something off the top of my head. Like, you, well, you like how I like related back to comic books? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. have a little visitor here. This is Carol Ann. She, Hi, Carol Ann. She was she was clawing at my legs and wanted to say hi. So. <laughs> she wanted she to be with her. She wanted to discuss comics too. That's right. She want to be on the show. All right. So uh, last weekend we went to the Great Escape, uh, and uh, had the fifty cent sidewalk sale. Indeed. Uh, so we found ourselves some good stuff. Yeah, we went through every box they had out there. Yeah, they, yeah. there were many long boxes out there. And of course, it was cool because like, we got there early, but like. People who got there late, they didn't miss out because they just kept replenishing the long boxes. Like when one would start getting lean, they'd bring some out and start restocking. So I mean, they have tons of stuff they were going. Yeah, through. and it wasn't just junk either. You know, it wasn't just fodder. I mean, there were legit good books in there. Like I was pulling out, I pulled out far more than I ended up actually buying. But they had yeah. uh, or Gotham by Midnight, the that the whole series plus the annual you could have got for fifty cents a pop. Uh, that we we saw a bunch of Hellblazer issues that were you know back or back stuff. Some of the stuff that I got you know ten years ago, you would have paid twenty five bucks for the first issue of. But mm -hmm. you know it's a little different now. But you know that that's not why we got it. We got it because of the it was cool. But yeah. you know, yeah. 
But, All right, so uh, you got a lot more than I did, so why don't you go first and uh, show off what you got? All right, well, first of all... Yeah, so you get to go first. <laughs> well, first of all, and yeah, this was a funny story, too, because uh, one of the series that I'll get into in a minute... I was there. Actually, had two issues in one bag, so I was trying to be like Mr. Nice Guy and like you know let him know that it's like oh there's you know there's two issues in that you know charge me a buck for that you know not realizing that you know the Hall of Classic X Men that I got was a bunch of doubles in the same bags as well, which is you know <laughs> I'm not complaining about you know but I got a decent little chunk here at, you know multiple issues of it so. Well, you know, yeah. I, that, that's so funny because literally, like today, I was like sorting through like a lot of X Men stuff, you know, pre, you know, restocking our you know back stock, and there was a lot of the collections. Like people would buy like two copies of the same issue and then bag them in the same bag, and so, huh. yeah, I went through a lot of that stuff today. So that apparently that's a common practice somewhere. Yeah, that is that is interesting, but it's it's weird that they would do that on a series like Classic X Men, which is just reprints anyway. But you yeah. know. Yeah, but I, I like that series just because they add a little more to it, and you know, it's mm -hmm. fun to get you know some of those good X Men issues, you know, how they were back in the day. And some of the covers are awesome too. Oh yeah, yeah, and I love it. They've redone some of the covers and added a little extra story bits and pinups and everything. It's like it's a great yeah. way to experience classic X Men for cheap. And, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then the next set I got was uh, I was actually pretty pleased about that because I used to have this was my, the first series that I collected as it came out as a kid. I had to you know get forward or get advances on my allowance to get it and everything. Yeah. But DC's Zero Hour: The Crisis in Time for oh, nice. Zero. Yeah, and it ran backwards at the time, so it was four, three, two, and nothing. nothing. Yeah, the timeline was all borked. And, you know, it's now considered the greatest crossover in DC history, but it was my first that I was there for that, you know, and, and know. so it's got a special place to me. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I was pretty happy to get that, you know, for, for a song. And then another set that I was very happy that got me back into collecting comics at the time that I got for 50 cents a pop, Identity Crisis, one through seven. Oh, love that one. Yeah, the uh, this is written by Brad Meltzer, and it's it's a murder mystery. You know, Ralph Dibney's wife gets murdered, and they have to solve it. And there's some stuff that just sh that's, uh, shows you some sides of the Justice League that you never would have expected. It's it's yeah. an incredible series. It's totally worth and for a crisis, I mean, like at the time, it was a little controversial when it first came out. But yeah, as a crisis book goes, it's not like a big like world-ending, multiple right. it's a It's a much smaller story, but it had a huge impact on yeah. the relationship the League had with each other afterwards. Yeah, totally changed the dynamic of how, you know, how the group functioned and some of the ramifications. And then there was other stuff, too, like the, the third issue where the Justice League takes on Deathstroke and Deathstroke yeah. just decimates him. And it was, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's a really good series. If you haven't checked it out, you know, definitely, definitely go. Definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, another one, this is, a, this is a little blast from the past. It was a, it, it, not a 50-cent book, but, you know, a discounted book, you know, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And another one from, you know, whenever I was a kid, the, the Death of Superman trade that's got all oh, seven yeah. issues in it uh, from, you know, the whole thing. I, I saved up my allowance for this one and <laughs> had, to, had to get it. And, you know, I remember devouring it the night that I got it. And it was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a big that was a big event. I mean, it was one well, was like you know they were reporting on the news that Superman died. Or whatnot, like he's gonna come yeah. back. Yeah, he's so, gonna come back. We all know he's gonna come back. But it, but it was a big deal at the time because I mean they they leaned into it hard. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it, it, it was a fun series and you know it's it really it still kind of stands up you know with the artwork and everything with it. yeah it so, does yeah yeah and then uh, this next series is uh, i have the trades for this series except for the first one which is astronomically expensive but finding the single issues was great uh and it's madman atomic one through 11 by mike allred it, it, Mike Allred is one of my favorite artists in comics. If I could live in a world drawn by one particular artist, it would be him. Just because it's like I, I dig the pop art, I dig the weird. It's you know this series gets really kind of bonkers because it goes into like a bunch of existential stuff with you know religion yeah. and all that. But it's still fun with you know Madman. And then of course going along, you know the the same thing. It's uh, Superman, Madman, Hullabaloo, one through three. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's they, all collected in the nice thing. So this actually completes my Madman set, actually. I've got everything for the character, so I, I was pretty pleased whenever I realized that. But Far out. Yeah. Well, being an Allred fan, you know that Excellent came back, right? Yes, yeah. I, I need to start picking that up. Yeah. I think only the first issue's out right now, I think. Maybe okay. maybe, maybe two, but yeah, it's it's just came back, so. Nice. Oh, and uh, one last thing for my uh, for my fifty cent runs, and uh, I pick okay. these up whenever I can, just to just to get a complete run because it's interesting to me. Cerebus the Aardvark. It's uh, one of my yeah, it's one of my favorite series, and it's like I, I love the art, I love the story along with it. Uh, what's interesting to me too is that the individual issues, the the writer and artist Dave Sin. You watch him have a mental breakdown from like as issues one to, it goes from one to three hundred. And yeah. the letter section, like he gets like really controversial with some of his stuff, but it's it's a very interesting. It, as a whole, the series is a very unique piece of art, and you know, on one hand, it's a graphic story; the other hand, it's you know the deterioration of a mind, and yeah. it's you know it definitely worth checking out if you can get past some of the controversial opinions that you know Davison has. But you know, but yeah, that 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 was my treasures from the from the weekend. You know, my well, I, I got that Aquaman book that uh, the the uh, Oh, the Andromeda, yeah, the yeah. Andromeda one and the Rogues book that you suggested, but we showed them last week. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. That that was my that was my cheap you know cheap haul stuff. Oh, uh, I mean, you can't get any more like classic indie than you know Madman and uh, Cerebus. I mean, right, right yeah, yeah. And, and you know they have all kinds of stuff in there too. It's like you should pick up some flaming carrot to go along with it and concrete. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> there you go, milk and cheese. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I I got I was like I had a hardcore milk and cheese phase. Yeah, like yeah, where I was just like buying everything I could find of milk. And the sad thing about milk and cheese, like they're like four books, and they kept reprinting those same four books. Yeah, I, kept, I got caught a couple times. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. I finally figured it out. Like, okay, you're giving me a new cover and saying it's a new collection. It's the same stories. Right. Yeah. Do <laughs> I digress. Yeah. All right. So uh, first off, uh, as you would point out, there was like some other discounted stuff inside the store that wasn't part of there. So since um, I'm kind of re refreshing my collections that I've completed with like giving some better quality issues, uh, I found a Captain America 253. Nice. Uh, I always love this cover here. It's basically oh, yeah. you know, going after old Baron Blood, classic yep. World War II villain there. Uh, let's see here. Picked up a couple Thors here, uh, 213. Very nice Ooh. copy of that. I was going to say, that's a sweet looking copy of that. Yeah, I was, I was like the whites are like a really white and everything. So, right. like, yeah, it was very nice copy. And also a, a copy of 222. 
Ooh. Some, uh, Thor and Herc action here. Fighting yeah. Here. I love those covers from that era too. They're just like there's just something about them that just pops. Like it, 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 like it just screams comic book, right? You know, yeah, like, I, yeah. I know the, the, the style has changed and stuff like that, but it just like to me that just I'm with you, man. Just like it just yeah. that just says comic book to me, right? Yeah. So um, I have not read gotten to these series before. I've always heard good things about them, but I managed to pick up some random issues, a couple uh, Jeff Lemire books here, uh, Gideon Falls. Uh, yeah. I'm shocked that I missed. A you know Lemire Andreas uh, Andreas Sorrentino book, but I did. Uh, yeah. But apparently, this is one that was always like very close to the heart of Jeff. Like he always like talks very fondly about Gideon Falls. I've heard um, a lot of good things about it. So I'm curious about it. I'm going to check that one out. Um, another Lemire series. I'm surprised I never got into, but uh, Black Hammer. Uh, that was good. The second series after they did the first six issues. Uh, this was like the next storyline run because they've done a good yeah. offshoot. Like they like they're right now, Black Hammer Reborn's going on right now. Yeah, I, th I thought there was another one that had just come out, but no, that I, that original trade, I loved it. You know, the original. Yeah. I thought it was great. So I've never, like I said, I've never gotten to those. I was like, well, I'll check out just some random issues, see what I think, and then go back and you know check out the trades or something like that. Uh, being a big Punisher fan, I love me some Stephen Grant, and so. Found the first issue of Stephen Grant Enemy for Dark Horse. Oh, nice. Classic 90s stuff there. Look at this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks like, like Bucky and Nomad, you know. Like, yeah. Man, you know, it, yeah. that just kicks you in the stomach and says Merca. <laughs> <laughs> There's something, like, people want to rag on some of the 90s stuff, though. I love it just because, you know, it's just, it, I, I grew up with it, you know, it, it it's so it's fun. It's you know, it it's what comics are to me. Like you know, just rampant fun and excess and yeah. But uh, let's see some cool DC stuff I picked up here. A uh, uh, first issue of a more recent Sergeant Rock uh, series that Joe Kubert did. Nice. Uh, a classic reprint. Couldn't pass this one up here. <laughs> yep. First yes, appearance of the 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 Justice League, right there. Brave and the Bold. Uh, let's see, picked up a World's Finest. This one just had just a great-looking cover. Oh, nice. I love it. It was like back covers, creepers, you know, in this one. And yeah. And stuff. Uh, let's see. Picked up, I, I actually did read this series because uh, I loved uh, both He-Man and Dad and Abnett, but I picked up uh, three issues of the He-Man Attorney War, uh, nice. Series that Abbott did, which was just this is some great He-Man writing. So they just I, always, I loved Dan Abbott's run on Guardians of the Galaxy. So just anything he does, sci-fi, I'm just I'm there for it. Right. Uh, picked up a, uh, a Dan Jurgens, Flash Gordon's issue. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this series. I never got to read the full, you know, the all of it, but yeah, pick that one up. Um, this was interesting. I, of course, I picked it up just because, you know, of the cover or anything like that. But I have been having trouble finding who is the creative team on this. Obviously, that's got to be Sam Keith is the art. Yeah, that's uh, definitely Sam Keith on the cover. Yeah, and it looks like it's not Sam Keith in the interior art. Uh, no, because it's not. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, I, I can't really tell. I've read through this whole thing, and there's not 
there's no like this was a, a one shot called Servants of the Dead, a team up of Ghost Rider and Cable. Yeah. But, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to look it up online. I was like, in inside the book, there is no credits whatsoever <laughs> for the creative team on this. That's weird. Maybe it's like an Alan Smithy kind of thing. I don't know. It's but I've never seen it before, so I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then something else I'd never seen before. Um, one of my favorite. It never became a big hit, but it was a, a five issue series in the '90s uh, that Image put out called Strike Back, mm-hmm. and it was just like this very wacky superhero team kind of stuff like that. Like the lead guy uh, had like a scarf that changed shape. Like it could be like ladders and weapons or a, a whip to grab somebody or you know, something. It, was, it could do all sorts of things like that. Uh, but his girlfriend, who happened to be like a member of royalty, gets kidnapped by some mercenaries. And so they go off to find her and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Uh, so big adventure, all sort of thing like that. Well, originally, the series came out under the Malibu banner uh, or Bravo Comics, whichever one there. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I found the original issues from Malibu series <laughs> wow, that is awesome now here's the fun thing so the first issue as you can see this was originally supposed to be one of six right 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 okay then we get the issue two uh-oh two, two of four oh huh. how does that happen we've now lost two issues and then we get to three of four Mm-hmm. And then, if you know your 90s comic book history, Malibu Comics goes bye-bye. So we don't get the last issue. But oh. Image Comics does buy Malibu and all the properties on there and decides we're going to re-release the first three issues with different covers and then complete the series with the final two issues. So what was a six-issue series that became a four-issue series, and the company folded it now and was bought by somebody else and re-released it as a five-issue series. <laughs> Not confusing at all. Did you get all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'll be a uh, but Yeah, it's, it, I don't even think the trade, they even put a trade out, but you can still find the issues fairly, I mean, they're cheap, too. That's the thing. Uh, the yeah. image series. I mean, you can, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a bunch of cheap image comics from a certain time of the 90s because they just overprinted them so much. Yeah. Uh, even the books that didn't sell, they overprinted them so much. So. Yeah, let me tell you, every time that I'm trying to find Savage Dragon back issues, you can find the first 20 of them no problem whatsoever. After that, it's a crapshoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, t- tell that to a Spawn fan looking for any issue beyond 200. Yeah. 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 Like that, that 200 up until like people started caring about Spawn again, right before, like when you got like 10 issues before you get 300. So, but like 201 to 289 is some dark territory for Spawn fans because you can't find those books and the people who do have them are not getting rid of them. Yeah, they are, they are skyrocketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those books don't go, they, you know, until those are like reprinted in trades, which they haven't got that far yet, but they are reprinting spawn issues into yeah. you know large omnibus trades. Uh, but yeah, they haven't got that far yet. But when they do, maybe those issues will come down a little bit. But, but right. yeah, and this is so weird. Like nothing particularly important happens in them, but the print run was so small, and it's a book that's still running. So there you go. Right. Yeah, it wasn't anything you know gimmicky or anything. It was just supply and demand at the time. Yeah. 
It's yeah. like me trying to find, you know, issue eight and 10 of the old WCW Marvel series because it was a book that no one cared about. They only ran 12 issues. And the last, like, you could find, like, the first five issues really easy, but then, like, six through 12, it, they get more and more expensive. So, yeah. like, I could probably find a copy of eight and 10 if I wanted to pay $200 for these books. Yeah, no. They're not worth 200 bucks, folks. Let <laughs> yeah. me tell you. They're fun. If you like your like early '90s WCW, you know, like, like um, oh, it was basically the time when like the the one uh, guy was running the company that Flair didn't like, that basically didn't know anything about wrestling and had like Jim stupid ideas, like you know, Jim like Hurd. Yeah. Was that Jim Hurd? Yeah, Jim Hurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that like you know like the you know like when Rick Rude was champion for a little bit he and Sting were feuding and stuff like that. It was, right. it was that era of WCW so they just literally captured it in a little twelve issue time capsule so it's kind of fun nice so yeah. yeah well I think that about does it for all of our comic call here yeah I was gonna say I probably got to jump off here there but yeah, uh, you got some puppy babies you got to take care of so yeah. uh, I'm gonna talk to folks real quick about some streaming stuff but I'm gonna let you go sir so. You have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you for coming Thank you, out. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I uh, love love to be in here as always. Can't wait to do it again. But uh, well, yeah, you're the junior fanatic. We got to have you on, man. <laughs> All right. But. Well, I will see you uh, in a little bit when we get to uh, have our uh, text uh, party uh, talking about rampage. So definitely, I'll see you then, brother. See you, brother. Later. All right. So uh, real quick before I wrap up here, a uh, couple streaming opinions on stuff here, because I've got to catch up a little bit on stuff. Uh, caught up on Kenobi. Absolutely am loving Kenobi, especially episode five. If you're a deep Star Wars fan, it is such a big payoff. Very, very good episode. Highly recommend this series. Uh, I'm enjoying the Ms. Marvel show uh, so far. I mean, they've two episodes in right now. I think they've got the character down, her world. Uh, who she is, her appreciation for, you know, basically she's like a big super fan for the Avengers, especially Captain Marvel. Uh, really, the only thing they change is her power set or kind of where her powers come from. But aside from that, I mean, the, the coming of age of, you know, story for her, the conflicts of, you know, her culture versus, you know, what she wants to do with her life and then embracing being a superhero and, you know, versus hiding it and you know, all that sort of stuff. So they they they, they get everything down from his Marvel. So uh, yeah, really enjoying that show so far. Um, I'm enjoying the boys thoroughly. Um, next week's episode is the Hero Gasm episode. If you've read the book, I can't believe they're getting to this episode. Uh, I am going to be very curious as I mean, they've gotten away with a lot on this show. I'm talking to you, episode one of this season. But if again, the safest way I can tell you about what happens in the hero gasm storyline in the boys is that it is a weekend getaway for all superpowered individuals, whether you are considered a hero or a villain. It's a weekend getaway island destination out in international waters where anything goes. You can do all the drugs you want, all the you know, they out, you know, drink all the booze, have all the crazy sex you want, you know, anything goes, and it's just a, a romp, you know, get you, you know, blow off some steam for all the superheroes. So, like, people like 
people are specifically hired for this weekend to take care of every need they have. I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy stuff that goes on. And because this is somewhat of a family show, I can't go into great detail about what that is. But let me tell you, <laughs> it's, it's very tawdry. Not safe for children whatsoever. Uh, so if they can get away with a tenth of what happens, I would be shocked. But yeah, I'm going to be very surprised to see what happens this episode. Uh, Eddie's uh, Fight Master, good to see you, sir. He's backing me up on this. <laughs> it is a crazy show. And I mean, like this season has been like really amped it up. It's been a very uh, gory season. Uh, but um, yeah, just... I. I'm telling you, like, episode six coming up next week, titled Herogasm. I can't believe they got this far, but, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll see how it's going to play out there. Uh, let's see. I'm not all the way finished on uh, Stranger Things yet because my wife and I are watching it. We're kind of taking our time with it. So we're only on episode five right now, but so far, really digging this. Very much a horror movie kind of theme this season. I mean, it's been very sci-fi and a lot of nostalgia for the past three seasons, but this one is full-on Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, so much so that we actually had a visitor from Mr. Robert Ungland. So uh, very cool to see him in a uh, different role, a different performance. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, of course, we got July 1st. We get the other half of this final, I guess this is the final season for at least this cast. So, yeah, looking forward to that all wrapping up. But, uh, yeah. So very much enjoying so far. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, completely non-geek stuff, though, if you're a comedy fan. The Kids in the Hole revival that's on Amazon, perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm a huge Kids in the Hole fan, and I was a little concerned with, like, yeah, I knew they could kind of get away with a lot of the same comedy they did, you know, in the 90s show, because basically they dealt a lot with, like, you know, gender issues and a lot of, you know, a lot of comedy was kind of ahead of its time. You know, it was very real and subversive and kind of punk, you know, in the 90s. But how they kind of got away with, you know, a lot of it was, you know, through basically the way they presented it, a very kind of a Monty Python kind of feel to it. But, uh, yeah, I just this new revival on Amazon Prime it is just note perfect. It's like they haven't missed a beat. Um, there's all kinds of just, you know, bringing back characters that you knew from the show, doing new stuff. It's just uh, just perfect. Absolutely perfect. So uh, also, if you're a big Kids in the Hall fan, uh, there is a two-part documentary on Amazon Prime that gets the whole story of the kids, how they formed, you know, where they are now, all that good stuff. So also recommend checking that out as well. Um, yeah, so all kinds of good stuff here. Um, let's see, trying to think, is there anything else? I've been, let's see, so yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, because um, I don't have uh, Paramount, so I'm not watching any of the Star Trek stuff, and I really need to get Hulu because I think there is something on Hulu that's coming up. There's a series coming up on Hulu that everybody's talking about now that I need to get, uh, but I'm a big Predator fan, and that trailer for Prey looks awesome. Uh, I, I remember when the idea came, the, the movie was pitched and the idea came out that basically it's going to be like, you know, a Native American, you know, in like early, you know, early era was fighting a predator. I'm like, ooh, yeah, cool premise. I'm there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. So I may have to get a Hulu subscription just to uh, check that show out. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Eddie's, uh, let's see, what you got to say here? Uh, Kids in the Hall is one of your favorites next to SNL in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a fan, Eddie, I highly recommend checking out the new show on Amazon. I think it's like eight episodes. 
Um, so yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend. It's just they, the, the guys have not lost a beat. So uh, yeah, anyway. So well, I think that has all I've got for you all this week here. So thank you guys for all your comments and uh, questions and everything else and participating. Always love having you guys out for the uh, forum here. Get to chit chat all about geek stuff here. So you all have yourself a wonderful weekend. Uh, if you haven't gone out and see it, uh, go see uh, Jurassic Park. Go see uh, Top Gun. Um, yeah, all kinds of good stuff coming out. Uh, you know, later on this summer here. Thor, I'm looking at you, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so it is a good time to be a geek. So you all have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. <laughs>